happening everyone welcome to the first episode of 2022 this is total football club brought to you by the blue wire hustle network my name is alex perez you can follow us on twitter on instagram on facebook on tiktok at total food club subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast on spotify on google rate and review it goes a long long way i promise that subscribe to our youtube channel my goodness we reached 200 subscribers this past Christmas day and we really really appreciate that it, I couldn't have gotten a better Christmas gift that was incredible thank you all so so much for the support we are at like 207 208 something like that hopefully 2022 brings us 200 more subscribers and then some you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC you can follow my partner who is not here today due to a family emergency, hope all is well, he'll be back next week, Chris Suet, you can follow him on Twitter, at Chris Solo Dolo underscore, that is Chris, S-O-L-O-D-O-L-O underscore, I've been doing this for a while with him, so it sticks, I, I know how to spell out his handle quite well, and we're gonna talk about something fun, we're gonna do some New Year's resolutions for for clubs, for organizations, for players of the beautiful game. That's going to be fun. That's towards the end of the show, though, because before we begin, I think that it is it is something that that is owed to the people listening, to the people watching, even to myself, just to just to speak on certain things. And 2021 is obviously over, and it was a great year in many ways, a not so great year in in other ways, but it's pretty obvious that in 2021, this whole project had a bit of a facelift. We had a new name, uh, we had different topics, different language, and we had different people come on this show. And even I asked myself this question, why the change? Why, why did I have to go through with that change in April of this past year? And to be quite honest, I felt like it was right. I felt like it was necessary. I felt like I was narrowing myself down to something that, yeah, it's a lot of fun. The history of the beautiful game is something that I appreciate and I respect clearly because of the jersey that I'm wearing. I I love the history. I love the vintage part of this sport. But it was it was a little too niche. It was maybe maybe too too closed off and not a lot of people are really into that so we felt that it was it was better not necessarily for the numbers but just for the content and for the quality of the content we felt like it was better to stick to the present and at the time it was just me but when when I speak about we I'm talking about Chris and myself and I really wanted a co-host I really wanted someone to join the show Someone who I trust, someone who I had worked with before, someone who's knowledgeable, reliable, and very intelligent and adds so much value to the show. 
And that person was Chris. And he came on and it was incredible. And I knew that the way that the project was before April of this past year wasn't necessarily going to mesh with the qualities that Chris has. And he does have quite a lot of 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 qualities. And I don't mean this to sound like I changed it because Chris came along. That's not even remotely close to being the truth. I changed it because, again, I felt like I needed a bit of a change. And with this other person coming in, you know, I, I had to adapt. It's like a relationship. You have to adapt to the other person. You have to give in at times. Sometimes, for me, it's a little hard to do those things, being completely honest. But it's part of life. You have to learn. You absolutely have to learn. And with Chris coming along, I just felt like this project took a completely different step. Because I I had someone right next to me that believed in this. And sure, there's a lot of people on the outside that believe in this. And trust me, I, I appreciate them more than, than they can ever imagine. But when you have someone that is doing this with you, he's in this person is in the trenches with you. And they believe in it? Goodness me. It just... It gives you a completely different kind of confidence. And that's what Chris brought along. And we tried to to crank out some some Spanish content. And don't get me wrong. It was, it was okay. But we just... We didn't really feel comfortable. It didn't really feel like it fit the mold of what we were trying to do. And it's not because we're not comfortable with speaking Spanish... Chris and I are both fluent in Spanish and 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 we speak it regularly in my house it's it's the only language that we speak but it just didn't feel right it didn't feel right and that's why we we took that change we were we were more comfortable talking about those things about the current events in the English language and then the summer came along euro copa america stuff like that those two tournaments really, really made us feel much more comfortable with the new format that we adopted. That new format of of the current events, of giving the hot takes without... I know right now we live in, a, in an era where everyone just really wants to get their hot take out there and hope that it gets as many clicks as possible. Of course, we want a lot of people to see our product, but what we say, we mean it. And and we knew that when we we're talking about current events, we just knew that there was more opportunities to give those strong opinions, those strong opinions that we come up with, those strong opinions that we feel, I know it might sound redundant, we feel so strongly about. And the Euro and the Copa America this summer really confirmed that. And we tried to shift away from that current event stuff and we tried to to do other kind of other kinds of stuff and then the Lionel Messi transfer came along or the Lionel Messi signing because he didn't really transfer it was he was a free agent then that came along and we're like okay we have to cover we absolutely have to cover the current events we absolutely have to do it but we can do it in our own way and I don't have my phone with me right now, and I don't really remember off the top of my head what the description of the podcast is on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and stuff like that. But I know it's something along the lines of by the fans, for the fans. 
We're just fans at the end of the day. Yeah, we might have a microphone and cameras and lights and a platform, which we're incredibly thankful for. But we're fans. Just like you watching, just like you listening. We're fans. And sure, we watch the game a little differently because we have to talk about it. But at the end of the day, when it all boils down, we're fans. And that is the twist that we are giving this show. We're fans. And a lot of people on TV don't necessarily want to admit it. One thing is to to be biased towards the team that you're a fan of. And, and one thing is just to admit, yeah, like I'm a fan of the sport. I enjoy it. And if you're honest with that, if you're straightforward and you say, you know what? I'm a fan of the game. I'm not a pundit. I'm not an analyst. I'm not a journalist. I'm not an anchor. I'm not a reporter. I'm none of that. I'm a fan with a microphone. Then I feel like you ease a little bit of that tension. You you can relieve some of that stress because we're fans. That's what we are. And that's the twist that that we gave this show. Of course, still covering the events, still covering what's going on in the in the world of, of football, which is absolutely incredible what happens from one day to the next. The news is completely different. But yeah, that's what we did. That's that's what we did. And I know I'm just like word vomiting to you guys right now. I know that's that's what I'm doing, but that's how 2021 was. It was a, a bit of a blur. It really was. And there was so many things going on, but that's what happened. That's what happened and I am I am so incredibly thankful that that this came along and and I'm so happy that Total Football Club is a thing. Because yeah, Football de Baul, Baul Football those were cool, and those two pro- or that project is still a part of this project, for sure. It still is, but Total Football Club. Total Football Club is a podcast. At some point, it's going to be a network. It's going to be a clothing company. It might be a football club, an actual football club. That's what it's going to be. Not right now. Right now, it's just a podcast. It's just therapy for for Chris and I, really. But at some point, it's going to be that. It's going to be a football juggernaut. And I know that there are a lot of people asking, or the people that that, that started following Baul Football, which was all, all Spanish, a lot of them... Or I'd say all of them are asking, are you ever going to to do any more pieces in Spanish? And to that I say, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't say yes and I can't say no. Because it's unfair to answer. It's, it's unfair to give any false hopes. So I don't know. I'm not closing the door. Surely there might be a guest at some point later down the line where... They only speak Spanish, and of course, I'm going to have to do it in Spanish. And I don't mean it like, oh, I have to do it. More like, yeah, like this has to be done. So I'm not going to close the door on that ever. Spanish is my first language, and it's a beautiful language. 
Anyone that speaks it, anyone that has heard it being spoken properly knows that it is a beautiful, beautiful language. So I'm not going to close the door to that, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I, but I don't know. I really don't know if there's going to be any content in Spanish in 2022. But these are some things that you can expect from Total Football Club in 2022. First and foremost, I think we started off the year with a bang. Every Tuesday, a new episode. Oh, yeah. Every Tuesday. With the odd exception of a Champions League final, a little bit of of an issue with scheduling, stuff like that. You will get an episode every single Tuesday. And every other Thursday... Starting January 13th, you all know what you're going to get. You're going to get my brother Angel and myself talking some smack, recapping his games, um, talking about about youth football here in the United States. Surely that's going to be a, a big topic, and I'm sure that as time goes on, Angel's going to get more and more comfortable, and he's going to say some... He drops gems once in, once in a while, and I get those very often because I live with him. But you guys are going to get them now. And it's it's truly an honor to share those kinds of things with, with you all. There's going to be more guests. There's going to be a lot of unique, fun, interesting, creative segments. Like we've been coming up with the unpopular opinions. Everyone loves those or hates them. We know that. We are going to do... I'm not going to promise exactly what... Or I'm not going to disclose exactly what we're working on. Because that's something that Chris and I still have to talk about, but I'm sure that a lot of the segments that we do throughout this 2022 calendar year are going to be very interesting, and especially because the World Cup is 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 coming up, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. You guys can expect some remote episodes, maybe at a Chicago Fire game, even though Chicago Fire is not the best team in the MLS, not even the best team in Chicago. They are pretty bad. But it doesn't matter because we're we're gonna be there. We're gonna be at at the lakefront. We're gonna be at Soldier Field. Maybe maybe to record a special episode. Maybe to record a little a little I don't know a mini documentary about about what it's like to go to a game. We might have remote episodes in New York. We might have remote episodes in Minnesota because that stadium is incredible. We might go to different parts of the country and record some episodes there we'll see we'll see what happens but we'll be at the fire games for sure and of course the world cup expect a similar a very similar outline or outlook or timeline rather than what we had in in the euro and the copa america because the calendars are very similar and we are going to have a lot to talk about because there's going to be three games a day or four. There might be some days where we get four games in one day because the World Cup is it's it's a it's a unique World Cup and it's going to be shorter than the usual World Cup. It's going to be like three days shorter. It's not going to be the entirety of a month like it usually is. But it doesn't matter because we're still going to have plenty plenty to talk about my goodness that that was that made me very excited for for these next few months it made me it made me incredibly excited for what's coming up for total football club but in the immediate future when we return new year's resolutions 
Yes, New Year's resolutions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Thank you all so much for joining us. My name is Alex Perez. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. All right, New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, you guys all have your resolutions, your goals down, ready to go. I have mine. I've been horrible for the first couple of days in in meeting those standards, but it doesn't matter because the beauty of podcasting is that you can talk smack about other people and other people won't won't really realize what's going on in your life. That is horrible. I probably shouldn't have said that, but we picked four people, teams, or organizations that need to change, and they need some change in their lives and their careers, whatever the case may be. Again, we can all improve, so don't attack me. Don't attack me just yet. Let's start off with Jurgen Klopp, manager of Liverpool, and his New Year's resolution should be to complain less. When Jurgen Klopp arrived at Liverpool, he was such a happy-go-lucky character. We remember him from Borussia Dortmund. We remember him from Mainz. A very positive, positive character. A positive figure in the locker room. He was always happy to take questions from the media. Didn't matter if the question was stupid, difficult, or just a light-hearted question. He would take it and he would just give you an answer because that's the kind of person that Jurgen Klopp was. Or is, hopefully. But lately, all Jurgen Klopp does is complain. I am sick of it. COVID, injuries, referee decisions. My guy. Everyone is dealing with COVID. Everyone is dealing with injuries in their team. And everyone has to deal with bad officiating. He just, he seems bitter. I don't know why. I don't know if it was that LASIK surgery where he removed his, his his glasses and he doesn't need them anymore and he just thinks he's a completely different person. But all he does is complain and quite frankly, it is very, very annoying, especially from someone that we know is so positive, so... He just takes these things on the chin and he uses them to his advantage and now it just feels like he always wants to play the victim. That's not a good message to show your team. That's not a good a good personality trait to show your team. He just seems more rude. He seems more frustrated and he seems less happy. Does he need a change of scenery? Maybe. Who knows? There's already a lot of talks of Steven Gerrard taking his place after he leaves Aston Villa. Some of his assistants have been put in Jurgen Klopp's position already. But he just needs to stop complaining. He needs to stop complaining. My goodness, poor... I don't I don't understand. I when when I think about Jurgen Klopp recently, I I remember when he just let a reporter have it after the Atletico Madrid game in the group stage a few months ago. He just let him have it. I don't even remember what it was about, but he was just ripping into this poor guy. It that that's not really who Jurgen Klopp is. He's we know he's he's happy go lucky. He's tough, but he's not rude. And he's been very very rude, very disrespectful, very uh, just victimizing himself. And that, that, that that's not something that, that we knew Jurgen Klopp for. All right. Second. Second on this list. Borussia Dortmund. A lot to do with, with Jurgen Klopp. Maybe, maybe not. But Borussia Dortmund. Their New Year's resolution. They need to see a sports psychologist. I talked about this on a few episodes ago. 
with with Chris when we were recapping what was that dead classic at a game between Dortmund and Bayern. And to me, it was simply incredible how Borussia Dortmund had a couple of leads and they crumbled under the pressure. That's not an isolated incident. This is something that happens to them all the time that they play against Bayern Munich. They have to do something about that inferiority complex because this is a historic German club. This is a team that won a Champions League about 25 years ago. They won a Champions League. They're a European Cup winner. They, they haven't won a Bundesliga in 10 years. That's a long, long time. And when they play against mid-table clubs, when they play against teams that aren't necessarily their equal and they're at a lower standard, they play all right. They usually come up or, or they show up. But then when they play against Bayern or any other elite club in Europe, they play like a bunch of eight-year-olds. It's it's really frustrating to see because we know that Borussia Dortmund has quite a lot of talent on their team. But every time they play against Bayern, every time they play against Real Madrid, Manchester City, or any other European giant, they just crumble. They crumble. So that makes me question, or that makes me ask myself, are they really a German a German giant, a European giant? Do they want to be a European giant? Because, once again, they haven't won the Bundesliga in 10 years. And every single summer, it appears like they lose their best player. They lost Jadon Sancho this past summer. They're going to lose Erling Haaland this summer, for sure. Whether it's the Real Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, they're going to lose him. He's leaving. And that is who Bayern, that's who Borussia Dortmund has become. They have become a team that just sells. Now, again, do they want to be? A European giant. If so, take my word. Go see a sports psychologist. I might I might join you. All right. Third on this list. FC Barcelona. Their New Year's resolution. They need to find better consultants. Both sports and financially. There, this is not a secret, what I'm about to say. This is not a secret at all. Barcelona is facing 2022... And they know that this is the most crucial year, maybe in the history of the club, might be too much. But definitely this is this is a crucial year for their immediate future. Because they're not playing Champions League this season anymore. And they drew a hard, hard team in the, Euro, in the, Euro, the European League, the Europa League. They drew Napoli. I would not be surprised at all if they get knocked out in the round of 32. This, this is crucial. 2022 is crucial for Barcelona. They can't mess this up. They cannot mess this up. Financially, they have to be astute. They have to be very, very calculated, very, very intelligent with the way that they handle their money. And the way that they handle their signings too. Because I'm already hearing rumblings that Alvaro Morata might be a signing in this January transfer window. No, 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 no. That can't happen. No, 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 no. That, 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 stop it. Stop it right now. If there's any talks of that, shut them down. Because if Alvaro Morata joins Barcelona, Barcelona's falling back into that horrible cycle of bad signings with bad contracts and poor performances. They can't do that anymore. 
Josep Maria Bartomeu lost his position as Barcelona president because of things like that. Poor management with the money, bad signings, bad performances. Joan Laporta still has some credibility, just a little bit, not much. He lost it already, incredible. But he still has some. And if he has people that are that are giving him actual advice, good advice, and he signs players that this team actually needs, then Barcelona is going to have a good 2022. But things like Alvaro Morata joining Barcelona or any other player like that, those things don't happen when you have consultants that are smart, that are that are calculated, that don't really use their feelings to make decisions like that. This Barcelona team has to offload a lot of these contracts. They have to sell Coutinho, they have to sell them Titi, probably a lot of players that I'm that I'm forgetting about. They have to get Dembélé off the books. They pay a lot for him, and he's injured half of the time or most of the time, really. He, I think he's missed more games than he's than he's played as a Barcelona player. And as a Barca fan, speaking a little bit as a Barca fan, I'm glad that he is gone and, and that he is leaving because it didn't work out. Bad signing, lots of money, lots of injuries, didn't perform. It's time to let him go. Take the loss. Take the loss right now. You lost enough already. What's this? Him going on a free agent. Uh, on, on, a, on a free transfer. That's that's minuscule compared to the five years of injuries and poor discipline. Anyway, going back to the situation of Barcelona as a whole. Barcelona really needs to save their money and sign a star player this summer. A star player that fits Xavi's system. Because if you sign a player that Xavi didn't necessarily ask for, then that's when you really start to break up that relationship that Juan Laporta and Xavi and Xavi have. I mean, I don't really know what that relationship might be, but I I, I assume that it's not horrible. It can't be horrible. Surely there, there would be plenty of talks of, of the relationship not being so great if it wasn't. Um, but yeah, Barcelona, they need good consulting because this year is crucial for their history. And finally, fourth on this list, I bunched them together because they're basically the same thing. UEFA and FIFA. Their resolution, they need to be more honest. Goodness. What happened in that Champions League knockout stage draw was unacceptable, embarrassing, and exposing because it exposed UEFA for what they are fraudulent they 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 aren't very clear with with a lot of things with anything really they're they're not very clear with their procedures they they keep their inf- the information to themselves they don't let anyone know what's going on and when i say that i'm also talking about fifa because it's basically the same problem it's it, it's the same exact problem and they need to be honest with the people, with us, they need to be honest with themselves. UEFA can't have UEFA and FIFA can't have any more any more of these draw blunders. And FIFA has a big draw coming up halfway through this year, the World Cup draw. We can't have any more shady host selections. We can't have any more stupid tournaments that they pull out of their ass and no one cares about. That can't happen anymore. 
That cannot happen anymore with the biggest organizations in football. It cannot happen. And the one way to really avoid this is with honesty. That's how you start this change. If these guys can can be honest, well, maybe there will be a better football. But asking them to be honest is like asking a dog to have a conversation with you. And I think that might be a little easier. We know how UEFA and FIFA are. All right. Well, that'll do it. Short episode to start the year. Just to get the ball rolling. That's what we needed to do. That's what we wanted to do. Full disclosure, I hadn't recorded a podcast in like two weeks. Two, three weeks, something like that. Might be a little rusty. My touch might might not be as crispy as it was before the break. But guess what? I will work on that for sure. All right, that'll do it from us. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. We'll probably talk Premier League. We'll probably talk Chelsea. So much happened. So much happened. But I feel like it'll be very unfair to talk about all of those things without Chris. But yeah, that'll do it. Thank you all so much. Happy New Year again. We expect to see you all for these next 52 weeks. And and moving forward, we appreciate you all. Thank you so, so much. See you next week. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.